and welcome back to Agency Nation Radio. I am joined by my co-host, Marty Agather. Marty, we don't get to do this very often anymore since we both have been so busy and I've been interviewing so many of the speakers for uh, for Elevate, but it's nice to it's nice to do a show together finally. I don't think you love me anymore. Well, I don't think that I don't think that um, just because I've been cheating on you, that doesn't take away from my love that I have for you. It just means that I am uh, increasing the abundance of love that I have in general. Yeah, well, I agree. I agree with that, and uh, I, I am even willing to take back seat in this very important endeavor, which is uh, getting our sponsors, number one, some uh, some recognition, but number two, getting them comfortable and uh, getting them excited to jump into the fray that we call Elevate 2017. Yeah, yeah it's, it's getting really exciting. We um, hopefully will hear from our last uh, last speaker to last speaker slot slot that we're filling up will be filled this week hopefully and um added uh two new very cool panel members to an insurtech panel that we have going on um david henry from roost labs which is a telematics company Uh, they attach they have a product which they attach to the water pipes in people's homes and it predicts and can warn of potential water losses. And uh, they work with independent agency carriers, independent agents, and very cool product. Um, so we're looking forward to having them on a, on a great panel, and we're going to do a podcast with him. And uh, Frank Bellio, who's with Rate Barn, and they do um, a lot of interesting things as well around uh, mortgages and generating dynamic opportunities for independent agents out of uh, out of transition moments, um, so it's 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 in very homeowners. cool stuff. And yeah, and homeowners, so it's very cool stuff. Uh, Elevate is is rounding out. Um, I have a third gray hair in my beard, which I can specifically point to because of Elevate. But uh, things you, are you starting a beard now? No, I no, I don't have a beard. But because I work from home, I'm so lazy. I might only shave once a week. So like, I constantly have like a stubble face. Yeah, you got some scruff. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm constantly a little scruffy. I'm very rarely clean shaven. I'm just. Okay. I'm uh, I do want to. I do want to go back to to that comment that you made about uh, Roost Labs and and that uh, that uh, flow meter. I was had the opportunity to um, take a tour of uh, California with the Safeco team. This is a couple years ago now, I guess, but. Um, we were, we were talking about a number of things, and one of the things that was impressed on me uh, during that, uh, because we were with loss control folks and, and uh, a number of different un- business units from Safeco, is that in property, in, in personal lines property coverages, the number one in terms of severity losses is water leakage. Because it goes for so long before you notice it that there's mold and all sorts of hidden damage because, you know, literally your your water line going to your ice maker has been dripping slowly for the last two years. Yeah. It's it's really interesting stuff. The thing the thing I was talking to him about was um we were he works with a lot of the carriers and he's he's very interested in I'm not doing I mean to do a promo for his business, but he's very interested in getting <clears throat> his product in front of agents and um, you know, one of the things we were talking about was 
you know, he, you know, he asked me the very straightforward question, you know, do you think agents would ever, would ever recommend, you know, clients adding this to, to their homes? And, you know, I'm not an agent anymore. So, uh, you know, I only play one on the radio, but, uh, I said to myself, you know, if I were still an agent and I knew that there was a product that could help reduce my losses, what is, you know, so that I said, how do, how do agents pay their bills? Commissions. How do they buy their second home in Florida and get their significant other, uh, you know, a seven series, uh, com- uh contingencies, contingencies. contingencies. <laughs> so, uh, what are contingencies primarily based on the amount of losses that you have? So I said, if there was a product I knew I could put in every one of the homes of my uh, home insurance clients or my property clients in general, even on a commercial line side, that would drastically reduce the potential of uh, having a severe water loss, which would increase my contingency, you know, my loss ratio potentially and uh, help improve the contingency checks that I receive. Um, either just simply recommending the product or buying one for all of your homeowners clients. If that's possible, there might be some rebating there. Um, uh, seems like a pretty good idea to me. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool. I'm happy. Like I said, happy to have him there mixing and mingling with a lot of the, with a lot of the, uh, attendees that that'll be at elevate. He's just one of the, you know, really dynamic and interesting cats that we have. I, I'm kind of, <clears throat> I you know, I may have lost my mind a little bit. We're like at like 28 speakers or something. It's just, it is just a avalanche of really smart people. And um, I'm not going to say you might have lost your mind. I'm going to commit <laughs> right here to our entire listening audience. You have lost your mind. Yeah, I know. You know, I, I also said I'm going to take a week off from marketing the event. I'm not going to send out a marketing email this week just because, I send one out every week and yeah, I don't want to, it probably sounds, I probably sound like a broken record, but uh, you know, it, this conference is just going to be the bomb. It just is. Even if I screw up all the little details, right. Which, which we're going to talk about in a second. Um, you know, my first, my first major screw up, but uh, you know, even if we do just the people that I already know are coming, the speakers, um, you know, and like I said, even some of the sponsors, I shouldn't even say some of the sponsors, the sponsors that are coming are, are forward leaning, really interesting sponsors. The carriers are, are on this stuff. So the carriers that are sponsors, these are the carriers who are on this stuff. The, the, the marketing companies, the technology companies, the insure tech companies that are sponsoring and are part of this event and all. It's just, it's just going to be a really cool group of people. It's a group of people that I can't personally wait to hang out with, um, and uh, and I'm looking forward to it. So whatever. So I'm going to take a week off. So if you're on the Agency Nation newsletter, you will not be bombarded with a sales email this week. Um, but uh, let's get to my screw up, Marty. So, uh, so for those of you who do read the newsletter, you may have saw a little bit about this, but uh, I just want to maybe via podcast explain this to you. So planning a conference is not easy. Um, for any of you who have never done that, you're nodding at home. Um I knew it wasn't going to be easy, but did not realize necessarily to the extent of how not easy planning a conference is. And um, <clears throat> so I get on an airplane, this is Thursday, two Thursdays ago, to go on vacation. And I get off that plane to find an email that says, congratulations, you've sold your room block out. Uh, 
Um, suffice, it, suffice it to say that all hell broke loose. Oh my <laughs> God. So I, I lost my mind. Uh, definitely lost my cool. Um, and, you know, I went kind of bananas and just started rapidly, like text message style, firing off emails to people like, I don't even know what. Like, I just, I'm on vacation. I know that like the state uh, association of Ohio was, was helping us by sending out some notifications and uh, you know, there's a bunch of people, some sponsors, some carrier friends sending out notifications, to people letting them know, Hey, buy tickets, you know, come in. And I'm just like, Oh my God, you can't get another, you couldn't get a hotel room. You couldn't get a hotel room. There were no hotel rooms left as of Thursday morning. And I went bananas, bananas. So I'll let Marty tell the next section because I'm on vacation. I promised my wife I would turn off. And like for the sake of my marriage, I had to turn off and just like leave this enormous calamity to Marty and the wonderful Stacey Stevens. So, so Marty, I, I call you and I'm psychotic and then you do what? Well, first of all, I have to talk you off the ledge. <laughs> if, 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 if the uh, on-site folks were anywhere within 100 miles of you, you would have rented a car and strangled them with your own little hands, okay? You yeah. were, you were hot. Um, so, uh, you know, in a nutshell, um, we scrambled and it took us more time than we would have liked. So the first thing we had to do, obviously, is we had to shut off registrations because we couldn't have somebody come in and not be able to offer them an opportunity for a place to stay and then not know whether or not they actually had made arrangements on their own. And so um, suffice it to say that that looking at this, we, we, we have realized that we had a lot of uh, potential shortcomings in our process. But the main one was, um, you know, this was... Uh, I won't say a complete roll of the dice, but it was pretty close to being a roll of the dice. We thought we had a pretty good idea, but we didn't know for sure. And um, our finance team was, you know, holding our feet to the fire and making sure we didn't commit to something that was going to, you know, kill the company. So we we stayed um, we stayed pretty conservative in in the number of rooms that we committed to to the hotel. So some of you may not know this, but you know when you when you get a room block, you are essentially guaranteeing the hotel that you will sell out those rooms. And if you don't, there's a, a financial penalty. So that you know, so our accounting team made sure that uh, that that number was conservative. Well, in retrospect, we should have been keeping a much closer eye on what was going on. But you know, things being as it was, as as they normally are in this process, um, you know, I I don't know that we had a huge number of signups prior to March first, and then March it started escalating. Plus, we had this hidden group that we weren't really taking into account anywhere. And that was, you know, what the, the, the folks that Ryan was just talking about, our speakers and our um, sponsors, who we knew they were coming, but they weren't in the reg system, so they weren't counted in our counts for rooms. Yeah. Let, me, so, let, me, let me stop yeah. right there for one second. So the, this is the two big mistakes that, that, that we made here. Um, uh, I was keeping track of sponsor uh, rooms. So like a sponsor gets like two or three 
tickets to the event for free with their sponsorship. Uh, well, it all depends on what level that the sponsor's with. And then also speakers. And then, you know, like one of the speakers wanted to bring his wife. And I said, sure. And, um, you know, so there's like little things like that. And, you know, and, and here's another tough thing. And again, so I'm learning this, right? So, so I have all those things down in an Excel spreadsheet. I know how many there are, but they're not in the system. So that's one. The second thing is it is super easy to give away free registrations when you're doing an event because everybody wants the double discount or the free ticket. And then all your friends come out of the woodwork and you're like, you know, she did a favor for me over here. I'd love to give her a free ticket. And he did a favor for me over here. I'd love to give him a free ticket. So like, you're, you're just like, oh my God. And, um, so that's, so that's going on. And then all of a sudden, you know, the kind of, whether it's timing or what have like we sold a bunch of tickets right up front. And then we had like almost a 45 day period where maybe we only sold half of what we sold in the first like two weeks. Like if we just, you know, cause you're so far out and there's like that middle area. So we didn't sell that many tickets. So I'm looking at the room block and I'm going, geez, it seems, I guess I just didn't put two and two together. Right. You know, like our room block was, uh, what was it, 150, 200 rooms, whatever it was. That's our first room block. I thought, adding more rooms was just like a phone call. Like, oh, we need some more rooms. And that's like not the case at all. So we started throwing all these speakers and sponsors into the registration thing going, you know, just starting like, hey, you know, Marcus Sheridan, he needs a room. And uh, here's uh, Emily Hewling, she needs a room. And here's, you know, Jeff Roy, he needs a room. And um, and uh, all of a sudden uh, in March Oops. or whatever it was, what, what month are we in now? April? Yeah. Halfway through March tickets started going like crazy. Like people are just buying tickets and registering and calling, you know what I mean? And one guy bought six tickets for his whole team and, um, you know, Cincinnati sending like four people. And it's just, you know, all these people started to come flying in and we just blew past the room block, just, just plowed right past it. And our person, our boots on the ground person, you know, I think, you know, I mean, it's debatable whether or not she was watching closely enough, but we're not going to blame her. It's not her fault. You know what I mean? We're ultimately responsible. So um, our inexperience left us a little high and dry. And, 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 and to add insult to injury, right? So, so the, the, the normal process would have been, okay, well, let's go to the hotel and get some more rooms. Well, this is, as we've stated before, a very popular hotel. They had like three rooms left. Yeah. For the for the nights we needed. So that doesn't help us. So that then started this scramble of okay, so we're trying to figure out, you know, from a, a number pulling, you know, at a bunch of different threads trying to 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 put uh, our heads around this deal. Um, and long story short, we've got the problem solved. Um, we've got another uh, another block of rooms on a Marriott property that's literally um, you know, steps away from the hotel. So that's fantastic. Um, if, but, but here's, here's your hint gang sign up now if you're coming, because once these rooms are gone, we've got another block. Uh, but that's further away and is potentially an Uber. So basically here's the run. The the long and short of this is, um, our, our maximum capacity at the hotel uh, for the event, um, for the rooms that we have, the general session room and the breakout rooms, the largest room at the Fister. Again, it's a gorgeous place, but it's not like a convention center. It's a hotel. 
So the most we can fit in is 280 people in a room, which, get, which uh, you know, you take out some speakers and sponsors because all of them have been in the room and there's a little math fudging. And basically the long and short of it is we're at about 200 attendees today. We can add 80 more attendees. I haven't looked to see how many tickets we've sold over the weekend. Uh, we're recording this on a Monday morning. Um, so we have about 80 tickets left somewhere in that vicinity, somewhere between 70 and 80 tickets left before we hit hotel capacity. Like they won't let us sell another ticket. That gets us, you know, basically, uh, that's how we bought the room block. So we have, once we hit and we're counting them down, I mean, uh, I can pull a thing up right now. Actually, I'm pulling as we're talking, I'm pulling it up. We have 77 tickets left as of this podcast. We have 77 seats left and then we cannot sell another one both because we won't have any more rooms. Um, and you'll and, starve to death because we won't be able to feed you. Yeah, we won't, we won't be able to feed you. I, literally, this is, this, is, this is the level of discussions we were at, you know, while Ryan was uh, tearing his hair out and sitting in the stand at the same time. You know, we were trying to decide what are we going to do about food if we get more people in here that we, you know, and that, that was where we had to make these tough decisions. So, you know, in, in, at the end of the day, it all works out basically what we thought. You know, we thought we'd be between 250 and 300 people, which is which is great number. That's exactly what we want this to be. We want it to be a good-sized yet still intimate conference with just an incredible amount of energy and speakers, and the rooms will all be full, and it'll be great, and we're going to the – so all the things are great, but oh my gosh, I guess maybe we've gone on a little bit longer, but it just it just was – it was a calamity for a couple minutes. I was like – I'm like – how we can't sell tickets to an event that people don't have a place to stay. Like we're just like buy a ticket and find a place to stay. We're going to people Ubering in to be a line of a hundred Ubers as people, you know, <laughs> come in from every freaking hotel in the area. That's what we're going to do. That's going to be our great customer experience here for this conference. So thankfully that got solved. And, um, like Marty said, there's, um, a bunch of rooms at the Marriott right across the street, There'll be a little bit of overflow to another property that is uh, uh, a little bit further away. So you don't want to be the last ones in. But uh, either way, we have uh, 80 tickets left or 77 tickets left. I said um, 77 tickets left to the conference and then we're done. We have to turn it off. I, I, uh, I, you know, I, I would hate to turn people away. I certainly don't want to do that, um, especially because I think, uh, you know, I, I, I believe this is going to be a special event. But um, but we have to at this point. It's not Marty and my call anymore. Um, we have been told both by our event planner and by the hotel uh, and by all the local hotels in the area that uh, there just isn't more any more capacity for us. So it's a good problem in that we know what the goal is. You know, if you don't, if you're not one of the next 77 and you wanted to come, I I don't. You know, it, it, it kind of is what it is. We'll have the recordings available for sale. All now for the low, low price. <laughs> um, it just so uh, so that's that. Let's let's move on. Let's talk about what we came here to talk about. We spent twenty minutes on the conference. Uh, this this ridiculousness, but uh, the the it just it just I I just would never. It, the problems. Here's what I found: the little tiny minutia detail problems are like fairly easy to solve you just kind of have to do them like should we have that color shirt or that color shirt it's just like a decision you have to make and it kind of wears on you just all the little decisions but you know you kind of get through it but there are some like big things that if you mess up like really cause major problems so uh so but we're figuring them out and um 
we promise you will have a good time. That's no doubt. Note, so, note to self, never let Ryan be in charge of the conference again. I'm not a detail guy. You put probably the least detail guy. In no, the there's one company. There's one less detail-oriented yeah, guy you, that yeah. could have been in charge. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was either. <laughs> um, I'm just like, I want it to be awesome. Let's make it awesome. Let's do that. That's my goal. <laughs> <laughs> engage <laughs> except that there was no one to do the there was no one like picard says engage there's no one to like push the warp speed button it was just me like i had to get up from my chair and walk over and warp speed it myself um okay so we found this super cool it's wicked smooth transition so we found this great article um actually, the Mark, rust is showing a little bit i think <laughs> we also had one of the most brain thumping senior leadership team meetings this morning we've ever had so um okay so we found this very interesting article which we think uh applies to a lot of the things we're talking about in particular this this conversation around uh, you know, just the digital marketplace, the new players, the new entrants, uh, all the things that are going on with traditional IA carriers uh, making investments outside of the channel into uh, D2C players and some of that kind of stuff. Um, and it just is, you know, I, it's more of interesting kind of theoretical mind bending type thing than it is necessarily very tactical. But I do think um, I do think it's a pretty interesting concept. The title of the article is The 1% Rule, Why a Few People Get Most of the Rewards. And uh, it, it really is based around uh, kind of the Pareto Principle, which is the 80-20 rule. Um, you can read the article. We'll have it in the show notes. This is episode number 74. Um, you can check out this article. It's definitely worth the read. I highly recommend uh, clicking through if you're interested in this kind of geeky stuff. Um, it's very interesting. So here's the concept. In a nutshell... The people who, you know, the small percentage of people who actually win end up winning more often and being significantly more dominant than the people who don't win, right? So it's like early successes tend to lead to um, much larger variance in overall success and authority and, and dominance in any ecosystem than those who don't. So uh, the example they give is uh, they give a bunch of examples, soccer, national basketball, uh, uh, all, all kinds of different things. But the one that I think is particularly interesting is the uh, in the Amazon rainforest, as I'm reading from the article here, in the Amazon rainforest, one of the most diverse ecosystems on Earth, scientists have cataloged approximately 16,000 different tree species in the Amazon. Okay, Despite this remarkable level of diversity – Approximately 227 are hyper-dominant and make up more than 50% of the trees, which essentially means 1.4% of all species make up more than 50% of all the trees in the Amazon. That is an absolutely incredible aspect, or uh, um, uh, uh, incredible dominance over the rest of the species. And what it shows is that uh, is that you very few often end up having the 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 uh, gaining the most rewards. And for a long time, independent agents were part of that twenty percent, right? So in the in, in the initial growth phase, um, 
independent agents for, for many reasons, um, were able to spread their leaves and, and, and grow faster and taller and, and, uh, and move into and, and move across the countryside faster than any of the other plants in the forest. And, and this is where I want Marty to step in. But, you know, when I read this article and we were talking about it pre-show, um, you know, my first thought was the digital marketplace, today's 2017 digital marketplace has essentially chopped the forest down and we are having to regrow. And my question, Marty, and this is, this is where I wanted to take this and, and where I would like you to start as best you can, um, is how, first of all, can independent agents regrow faster than the competition? And secondly, how do they do that? Because there's an completely, if we're all level set now, right? The digital marketplace level sets everybody. We all can go out on the internet and build. Uh, think about the things, if you listen to the episode with Jeff Roy, all the things he's building in a, from a seven-man shop, you know, outside of Toronto and Canada, right? So your, your mid to small size independent agency can be just as competitive as anyone else. You, you choose whether to make that investment or not. Um, uh, but if we're all level set, can we be part of that 20% again? Or, or what does that look like? Yeah. So, I mean, I think first and foremost, we've talked about this in the past and it's the new normal that, you know, the new consumer journey, the buyer's journey, the, the, the consumer experience cycle, um, all of these things contribute to, you know, what you, what you said was this digital market reset. I might call it, you know, the digital market mower that came in and literally chopped everything off to the exact same height to use the Amazon analogy, right? And where in the past that that those 220 some tree species grew because they had an inordinate um, advantage. And in our space, that inordinate adva advantage would be opportunities to place business across multiple carriers, uh, which gives you a, a better opportunity to find a product that meets the, the needs of your customer. Um, now we're in a new world and there are potentially um, new competitors out there that have technologies that can make them grow faster. The key to this article is, is posed in a very interesting question, which is essentially, why does, um, why does winner take all turn into winners take most, right? So, so a one loss, there is no sharing of the pie. When I come and I'm, I need to buy a new insurance policy. I'm either getting it from you or I'm getting it from your competitor, right? That's the winner takes all part of this. Now, we can, we can talk. There is some growth to the marketplace, as you explained to me, that I may think that I only need a homeowner's, but I also need an umbrella policy. So, yes, you do um, increase my, my understanding and, and, and the pie gets a little bit bigger as I realize that I have more exposure than perhaps I thought, you know, in my uneducated state when I come into your agency. But why does that then turn into those people who are successful early get more and more of the share, right? And the reason for that is because they have the ability to take that success and build off it. So those organizations which can take that early success and reinvest, they get better, bigger, stronger, 
than those people who didn't get the business because now they're fighting for survival, right? They're like that tree that's in the undergrowth. They can't get the rain. They can't get the sun. So they don't do very well. So, yeah. so, so the question is, how does, how does our industry stay ahead? We have to begin to internalize this concept of continuous improvement. Right. We talked about that in one of in one of the one of the blog articles, which is you have to be better at what you do than everybody else, because as soon as you do that, you then get to improve your processes. Going back to Jeff Roy, you get to think about, can I put um, an artificial intelligence chatbot on my website to start answering some of these common questions? And those things then perpetuate another round of improvement. You win a couple more of the battles. You have that much more profit and you invest it again. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I was thinking about when you're talking is, uh, Think about um, think about the classic way that independent insurance agents write business, right? Uh, through referrals. Well, all right. So let's let's think about this principle in terms of referrals. So if if you make a great connection with someone and you win that business from whoever else, right? Well, what do you then get to do? You get to ask for the referrals that get you into those other markets. And because you were referred, and then the next person was referred. And then there's referrals from there. You get to grow and expand and build this network that no one else can build because you're the one that won that business originally and got to start asking for the referrals in the first place, right? So your competition that that didn't win that early business and wasn't growing in that space, they go to ask for those referrals. And what do those people say? Hey, man, I'm all set. My cousin referred me to this guy or this woman and they do a great job and you know, I'm pretty happy with them. I don't really need to get a quote, right? So that that's how that works, that that dominance. So, okay. So I think let's talk a little tactically. What are what are some of the things you can do? I think, you know, the the way far end of this is things like chatbots and um, you know, uh having a, a slick comparison rating tool, um, whether it's on your site or not. Uh I, I still don't know that I'm hundred percent sold on a lot of the UX around user experience around um, on-site uh, comparison rating tools, but certainly um, uh, agent-facing comparison rating tools are incredibly important, like uh, ITC has and, and some of the others. The ability, uh, the ability to respond back, even if it is not exactly precise, with a quote to a customer within a couple of hours, ideally shorter than that. Ten minutes. Um, is 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 killer that's how you close business because right. they just want to get done with the get on with their lives that you know if on you call them, people at night ha, have okay. someone who answers the phone at night okay can i i i gotta get i gotta get on the soapbox i'm sorry um so far into the spectrum as you rightly identify all the super whiz bang high tech stuff at the low end of the spectrum have a live body answer the phone who can help the customer now. Um, in preparation for a meeting that I went to uh, a couple of weeks ago, Act Agents Council for Technology, I did a, a, a survey of our inbound phone calls for the first quarter, and somewhere between 25 and 32% of inbound phone calls that we send to agents 
hang up before they even leave a message. And the bombshell uh, one that I ran into was the agency does literally everything right except for the brand new commercial account. Oh, you're not with our agency? Nope, I'm looking to, to talk to a, to a producer. Oh, I see Bill's out of the office. Will you leave, would you like to leave him a message? No, click. Literally, answer the phone. That's the, I mean, and, and it's gotta be somebody, it can't just be the receptionist. It's gotta be somebody who can address the consumer's concerns. That's the super low tech way. Right? Yeah, I, so I guess the, the point here is that it doesn't have to be so in 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 this maybe digital market reset, digital mow down and regrow, whatever whatever analogy you want to use, um, the 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 point is there's 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 two main points here. One is that someone is going to begin to outpace the others. Their leaves and tree branches are going to grow over the top of the other players, and and they're ultimately going to grow exponentially faster as the others have to work twice as hard just to maintain where they are. Both to, um, you know, they're just not going to be able to keep pace when they're fighting with less resources and less opportunity and less attention and all that kind of stuff. So one, we have to work to get out ahead, or if you believe that we are still out ahead, to stay out ahead, we have to put in the work, right? Because there's Someone cutting down our trees as fast as we can grow them. Okay. Um, our CEO, Chip Basioko, loves crazy analogies, and I think I just went down one of his crazy analogy rat hole, and I apologize for that, but uh, three years here, and I've kind of been corrupted. So, um, uh, so the second point is that not all the things that help you blossom into this beautiful, big, spreading tree are... Um, are necessarily high tech things. Some of them are. Some of them are uh, being using technology to be responsive, using technology to to add value through education or uh, through um, speed uh, to market, speed to market, speed to value, all those kind of things. Um, absolutely, just buying inbound opportunities. Uh, Derek Hyde, the chief technology officer here at TrustedChoice.com, and I went recently went to LeedsCon. I mean, geez, you want to grow your business fast? You know, leads uh, lead is not a four letter word. There are people who grow their business incredibly fast through leads. And it's not just price shoppers and it's not all that. It's, it's, um, it's a really interesting way to grow your business uh, through buying leads and, um, and a really powerful and productive way if you, if you have the disposition for it. And, uh, and, and, your organiza- and the organization to support it. Yep. And your organization. There's a lot of that. A lot more coming down that front from uh, from TrustedChoice.com in the, in the future. But um, the idea is that there's there's a plenty of ways to do it digitally, but also the analog kind of traditional model too. We have to do all these things. And what it really comes down to is, guys, if you if you in this reset playing field, if you care to be around 10, 15, 20 years from now, you have to take your business seriously. And so many of you are doing that. I mean, I could the, the examples I could go on for an hour telling you the agents that I know are doing uh, incredible work, pushing their business forward, trying new things, um, and and that's fantastic. But uh, as a whole, if, if thinking on our own, just us and our one little ecosystem, uh, that's fine. But as a whole, as an industry, we all have to move in that direction and dial in, or. You know, things like, you know, your insurance carriers, right? Insurance carriers can't make a decision based on one single agency. 
Insurance carriers have to make a decision based on their own business and the ecosystem of agencies that, that sell their product, right? The agency plant. So if they're looking out over the 1,500 appointed agents they have and, you know, uh, 1,550 of them even are, are pushing forward, well-run, doing the things we need to do, understand how to expand and grow and, and, uh, and keep the gas pedal down. And, uh, you know, the other 97% or whatever are, you know, sucking the money out and buying yachts and sitting back and, and all that kind of stuff. It's no wonder that they have to look into InsureTech and have to diversify into D2C and, and their own agencies and that kind of stuff. I mean, it makes complete sense. So uh, I guess what I'm saying here is if, if we want to keep the IA plant going in the strong, incredibly productive, incredibly valuable model that it is, um, I just had a wonderful uh, conversation via comment on one of our posts with uh, Bill Wilson around um, insurance being a commodity he makes some some really excellent points around the value of a human being um, in the transaction, which I agree with wholeheartedly. I think the term we used was aggressive agreement. Um, uh, you got to put in the work today, right? It, it, we, the advantages that we had originally, uh, for the most part, are evaporating. And we have to reset our business as if, as if, as if we were starting from scratch today. What are the things we need to do to outpace our competition today? What are those things? That's where we have to focus, and that's where we have to uh, put our effort and our resources and our reinvestment dollars in. You know, the way I the way I would kind of maybe sum this whole thing up is: fifty years ago, you would have been looked at like you were loony if you mentioned to somebody that you were thinking about doing something with insurance and you didn't discuss the insurance, you know, the, the local insurance provider today, there's a good segment of the population that would look at you as if you were loony. If you said that that's what you were going to do. All right. That's the advantage that we've lost. That's the digital mow down right there. Yeah. I agree with you. It, want- it is, uh, it's not meant to be bleak because after having been at LeedsCon and talking to some of these guys who operate around the country, um, I mean, man, they see the value in the independent agency channel and uh, how important those connections are we make on we make on a local level and the service we provide and the, re- the average retention rate of an independent agency, how high it is. Uh, I mean, these are all incredibly, incredibly powerful pieces of the IA business. Um, not, you know, not to mention just the expertise and the and the better product that's provided to insurance consumers, but at, at the same time we have to harness we have to harness that advantage and uh, and resting resting on um, on what got us here. You know, we I, we had a comment the other day on one of our posts on Facebook. Uh, geez, I saw a guy. He said um, something something to the effect of, "I'm in my fifties today. If I were in my thirties." It scares me to think that I could not rebuild my business the way I built it to begin with, right? Basically, what he's saying is, you know, he's been in the business for 30 years now, but if he was trying to redo this thing again, he couldn't redo it the same way. He would have to learn new skills. And, you know, I think what Marty and I are advocating for is more than ever, we are at a point where we have to think of our businesses differently, okay? 
It starts with simple things like using the internet, using commun- you know the adva- the the more digi- digitized communication methods. I think that's a good place to start. Um, uh, but also, but also understanding that some of that, some of those tools aren't advantages. You know, things like phone trees um, aren't necessarily advantage today. There is an incredible advantage to a human being picking up the phone, the staffing a little bit so that there is a, there's a human voice picking up every time and that they're not going to voicemail. You're taking messages and letting people know you get back to them and then doing it. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of advantage to that. So Marty, I think I want want to do a time check here because yeah, we're, we're out of time. That's where I was going. That that's perfect. Cause I was either going to serve you up uh, our next topic or, but I think we're, we've, we've met our max for today. Yeah. 40 minutes, 20 of which talking about uh, mistakes we made for the event. I would be surprised if very few people got to this point. If you did, if you did, congratulations. I don't have a prize for you, but uh, you should feel good about yourself. So that's it from us. We're out of here. We'll catch you on the flip. Flip.